0: What's going on, everybody? This is Drew here, and welcome you all to a brand new episode of Finks Down. This is Finks Down, episode number twelve point seven, and we are continuing our playthrough of Xenogears, the Square RPG. And man, last we left off, we were going to Nissen, Nissan, to uh, to save everybody. Shikan is closing in on uh, what we find out is a gate that is down in the cathedral over the bottom of the cathedral um, what the douche that, is. that guy man I can't stand him but he's about to get his comeuppance so we uh we traveled in this and we we fight off a bunch of his guards and then go to the cathedral after going down to the cathedral we actually find out that this gate is actually a kind of like a giant ship um and in order for us to activate it, we need the Famita Jasper, which we know what the Famita Jasper is, or at least Bart does. Um, uh, both Bart and Margie are part of the the lineage, uh, the Famita lineage, and um, the Famita Jasper is technically scanning their eyes... Uh, to unlock the doors and power up the place Um, so when we get there it looks like nobody's actually gotten inside yet Um, so when we go inside we realize this place is a gigantic ship that's underground Um, so then we go uh, and and I'm talking this place is fucking huge I got lost so many times here Um, but when we eventually make it to a hangar Uh, and in this hangar, there is a giant gear there that looks a lot like Bart's gear. And, um, but they find out that it's actually an omni-gear, which is one of these really powerful gears that you don't control it conventionally using controls. You use it with your mind. Um, so, uh, but we can't figure out how to activate it yet. But we are able to restore power to the entire Fort Jasper, is what they're calling it. Um, so, uh, we then go back to the main area and when we, we we go back to the, the main area, which is kind of like the, um, the, the bridge of the ship, uh, that's when Shakan's men come in. In fact, Shikan has made his way to, uh, what is essentially the gate itself, which is a, the power generator for it. Um, so, um we decide
1: to go after him. Uh and, yeah. and this going. is where I was really stuck last time we were recording.
0: Yeah. Um but go ahead.
1: Much much easier now. Yeah. Finally guess. And uh continuing.
0: So we um we reach Shikan, the first thing we do is Bart jumps into this new Omni gear. Um so we got him. He's powered up really, really strong. And then we take on Shikan. Now Shikan, his fight, he he it was a whole ruse. That was the whole thing. It was like he was trying to get us to open uh Fort Jasper so he can then come in and connect to the gate itself. Um and which he does. He connects to the gate and he's absorbing power through the gate uh and it's making him super strong. On top of that, Graf shows up because he always does. Mm-hmm. And he is there and he's asking Shikhan, do you want my power? And he's like, yes, please give it to me. And it gives him the power and it makes him even stronger, but it also, he can't handle the power. I'll put it that way. So, um, but we get into a fight with him. Um, now I know you had problems with the first time.
1: Um, but going back now, because of that recharging ability. Yeah. Um, had I had I played it a bit more strategically, I don't think he recharges every turn. I think he only recharges it if you hit him while he's attached to the gate. Yeah. Uh, but I was trying to do as much as I could before he starts recharging because at the beginning of the fight he doesn't really uh, he doesn't really regenerate two to three thousand hit points per turn. So I was trying to do as much damage as possible as early as possible. But uh, you know maybe a bit more strategic fighting and I could have avoided some of the setbacks that I've occurred between the last couple of recordings.
0: Yeah. So, um, what we end up doing, um, or what I ended up doing was, um, I kept saving up my death blows. So I'd only hit him with like a, a really weak attack. And then I actually was able to get, I think Ellie and Bart were in infinity mode, which, mm. um, every, it lasts three turns. And, uh, they get new special death blows and they do a lot of damage. So uh, after I did that, I mean, the fight lasted a little while, but it didn't take, after I got the infinity thing, he was toast. You know, it was, it was easy. Um, so after we defeat him, that's when he realizes I, he can't control that power that Graf gave him. And he then blows up. Along with the um, the gate, the gate itself then explodes, and that's one gate down. There's two more to go. Once we take down both the the next two gates, we're then able to enter Solaris. Um. So the second gate, um, which we figure out, is at the uh, Babel Tower.
1: Um, Ugh. yeah, Bab- Babel fricking tower. Yeah,
0: I know. Um, so <laughs> we, uh, we then have to devise a plan, um, because we have, it, it it's, be- it's not actually at Babel tower. It's to the side of Babel tower and it's underground and there's no real way to get to it. Um, but what we can, what we figure out is that Fort Jasper is equipped with a gigantic, like, railgun. Um, and this gun, uh, can possibly penetrate the underground gate and we can take it out.
1: And it just so happens.
0: Yeah. That Battle Tower has a mirror. Battle Tower has a mirror that the ancient ones did this as kind of like a failsafe. Um, They have a giant tower that has a giant mirror on it. And if aimed correctly, you can reflect the railgun shot exactly where the gate is and destroy it. So that's when we come up with a plan to split into two teams. Um, One stays with Fort Jasper uh, to fire the gun while uh, the other team goes to realign the mirror so, uh, Fay, Ellie, and Saitan go to align the mirror while, uh, Billy, and you get to choose who you want to take on this one. Billy's going to be firing the, um, the gun, and then you get to choose the other two people, which I chose Bart and, God, who, did, who was the second person? Um, who'd you use?
1: Yeah, I almost always choose Bart, um else did I have
0: I chose I, think I, had, go ahead. I, I, think
1: I had Faye Ellie I thought it was Saitan in the first one. Yeah
0: that that has to, they have to go.
1: And then Billy and Bart and I I don't know who else. Blanca maybe
0: <laughs> <Don't> Rico. <laughs> um I think I had the girl who rides on top of the um on the of the gear because her gear's, like, really got a lot of hit points. It's like a tank. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. But no? I'm not sure who which one Maria has. That's the one. It, okay. Yeah, Maria. Couldn't remember her name. Um, so, yeah, so we, you know, we, we're split into two teams, and um, Ramses, fucking Ramses, he sends his goons after us, uh, which are these weird, they all act strange and they all have weird looking gears. Uh, the, the female core... I can't remember what their names are. Um, and they split into two teams. So it's obvious two versus two. So Faye and Ellie have to take on two gears and then, uh, over at Fort Jasper, there's two more gears to take on. And, uh, there's, Technically four rounds of this. So there's four boss fights. And the reason why is because um uh, we have one boss fight over at Babel Tower. Then we have a boss fight at Fort Jasper. And then Billy gets a shot off. He shoots the gun. And unfortunately, it completely misses the tower. Freaking Billy. Yeah. So uh Billy has to take another shot. Then we have two more boss fights. Another one at Babel Tower. Another one at Fort Jasper. This time after defeating them. And I didn't really have any trouble here. Uh, the one at Fort Drasper was a little weird because that bird gear got to hit me three times.
1: Yeah. That was kind of a dick.
0: Yeah, that was really annoying. But um, uh, we were able to fight him off. Billy gets his second shot off and it hits hits the mirror and then reflects back down to the gate itself. And it takes out the gate. So, uh, after that, the, the Ramses' people escape. They fly off. I don't know why Ramses didn't come. That's, that's a big, that's a good question, but I don't know. Um, but he's been foiled yet again. Uh, and now we gotta figure out where the third gate is. Nobody knows exactly where it is. Um, so we have to figure out because the gates are all lined up in a triangle form. And in in the middle is where Solaris is supposed to be. So from there, we can make a line. Now we have to figure out how to make a triangle. So there's two points that could possibly be where the third gate is. One of them is up in the north where it's kind of mountainous and snowy. Uh, And then the other part is right directly in the middle of the ocean. So um, Ellie, who came from Solaris... Uh, She says that she doesn't remember seeing any snow. It seemed like she was just surrounded by water the entire time. So that kind of pinpoints where we need to go. Um, The issue, though, is that the Yidrasil can't go underwater that deep. So we're going to have to figure out another way to get underwater that way. Um, But if we remember correctly, our good friend the Captain of Thames uh he has the means to uh go underwater that deep uh so we go to Thames and we run into the walrus captain
1: yeah un- unfortunately i did not this is where i sadly again got stuck in this game <laughs> um which is which is kind of awful because as we've been playing through this I, you know for the most part i've really been enjoying this game but getting stuck on Shikan there and then finally getting unstuck and then an hour later getting stuck here. Yeah. Just for the third gate, you know, it, it's tough having two sort of back to back areas where you're getting stuck because what I did is when we left Babel Tower, I wasn't sure where to go. So I kept going back into Babel Tower and then back to the Yggdrasil trying to talk to our captain Sigurd and in, in, I should have been talking to the different captain, obviously, on the Thames, but I was trying to get Sigurd to take me where I needed to go, and he wouldn't. So I kept going back into the Tower of Babel, and I unfortunately fell down like a a garbage chute in the tower and then got stuck in this open open area with all of the little elevators that you have to ride up and, and pinpoint your jumps in order to hit, to activate them. And... Yeah, I spent a good few hours stuck in there, just kind of making my way all the way to the top and saying, I've already been to Babel Tower, there's nothing up here, and then going back down thinking I must have missed a door and then saying, nope, well, let me search again, going all the way back up. And then I just gave up mm-hmm. and uh, had to load up a different team, there you unfortunately. Go.
0: So let me fill in the gaps for you. The third... Uh, gate is obviously underwater we go talk to the um captain thames he then equips our gears
1: which seems really cool i mean this is the one chapter i missed i think the only chapter i missed um but it seems kind of cool that the yggdrasil gets another ability you know it's an underwater level um i'm a little i'm a little sad i missed it
0: the yggdrasil actually doesn't get upgraded
1: it doesn't no The captain
0: upgrades our gears, so we're able to take our gears deep underwater. Cost-cutting. So we go underground to like a underwater cave, and we have to traverse this large cavern um, while trying to find the gate. Uh, We eventually make it to where the gate is, and uh, there waiting on us is... Emerelda, um, that green haired girl that we've ran into before. The troll doll? Yeah, the troll doll. She's there. And she, uh, will not let us pass, much like Gandalf. So we have to fight her. Um, but she's acting all crazy, like. And so, uh, when we fight her gear, it's a boss fight. Um,. Didn't have too much trouble, but her gear's pretty damn strong. Um, but I was able to, you know, uh, defeat her. Uh, after that, we are able to destroy that gear. But, um, Emeralda kind of snaps out of her rage. And um, she joins us. Uh, she, um, We take her and uh, leave the gate. The gate blows up. And... There is Solaris. Um The veil has been lifted and we can see Solarus floating above the earth. Um, back at the Yggdrasil, we make our plan of action on how we're going to get in there. Now, there's a few things. Uh, first, Emeralda, um, when we talk to her, she's kind of like a child. I mean, she obviously acts like a child. Um, but she keeps calling, uh, Faye, uh, a name. Uh, nobody knows what the hell it means. Um, but she keeps looking at him very, I would say, dearingly.
1: Is it Lacan?
0: No, it's not. Um, in fact, I can't remember what she kept calling him. Um, but it was just a single word. And they said it sound it, the way she says it. It sounds like she's saying "father." She keeps calling Faye that, and Faye has no idea what's going on. Um, but there's more pressing matters. Solarus is now we can now see Solarus. Now we got to figure out how to get inside. They have, it, it. Even though we can see it, it, doesn't mean we can still enter it. We have to. Uh, get through this force field that they have. Luckily, um, Margaret, that's her name, right? Sure. The girl that's, that stays on top of her gear. Margie? Mar- yeah. No, not Margie. That's, that's Bart's sister. Damn it, what the hell's her name? I can't think of her name to save my life. I've used her multiple times. It's not Maria. Maria. Is it Maria?
1: There is a Maria.
0: Yeah. Maria. The one's in our party.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I I'm Maria.
0: Maria's gear is equipped with a disruptor. So uh, we're able to fly through the force field with her gear. And she then drops us off in solaris. Um, we decide to split up. Which is never a good idea, but we do. Um, that way we can cover more ground. Um, when we, uh, get there, Faye, Ellie, and Saitan split up with, from the other guys. And Faye accidentally gets sucked into a, I, I'm thinking it's a garbage chute. So they have to follow after him. Unfortunately, um, for Fay, they get separated even more. So he doesn't know where Ellie or Satan is. Um so when he lands though, he is he lands in the third district, which is where all the lower class people are. And this is where we find out Solarus is taking land dwellers as they call them, people on earth and turning them into basically slaves. Making them do medial work and stuff like that. So, um after walking around the 3rd District, we eventually run into Ellie. Ellie is there. She's been looking for us. She knows exactly where we are. She's like, okay, I know where we are. We're in the 3rd District. We can move our way up. And because I'm from Solaris and I'm in the military, I still have clearance to get through places. Now... That doesn't necessarily mean it's always going to work, because she thinks she's labeled a traitor. But um, eventually, we make it to the second, uh, second class area, which is the you know the middle class people, uh, and most of those people are uh, people who were born on Solaris. There are a few people who, if they do a good job as third class citizens, can be moved up to second
1: class. Yeah, this is kind of a kind of a big level. There's not a lot of fights, but there's like the puzzles, and there's there's a lot of trying to figure out where to go. Where to which go. All of it, You know, oh. there's the part when you get to the third class area where you've got all the little hexagons, and they kind of go up into different rooms. So there's a lot of, at least for me, a bit of wandering around in this level.
0: Yeah. Um. And so we're going through a few dungeons and stuff like that, but eventually we make it outside. Um, and this, I have to say for a place that's supposed to be the menacing evil, why do they play this carnival
1: music? (laughs) Also, it kind of looks like a pretty awesome place to be honest with you. Yeah. It's
0: like real futuristic and, you know, and like people are driving flying cars and stuff and, uh, people are, the people speak a different language there. Um, but it's really I weird. Solaris. What's that now?
1: So that kind of want to go to solaris.
0: Yeah. Um, so, uh, but eventually when we make it outside, you know, this, and all this weird stuff's going on. We, we're starting to see this place for what it really is. Uh, we get an announcement, uh, pops up on this gigantic screen like a jumbotron that everybody can see and it's all of our party members Bart Rico um who else is with us um crap Billy uh pretty much everybody um has been captured and they're being held by the uh Solaris uh, military and they've also showing up on the screen, Faye and Ellie. And uh they're like, when well, we're looking for these two people. Um so, you know, everybody's looking at us. We have to get the hell out of there because people are starting to recognize us. Um and we're able to uh basically make our escape through the sewers. Um when we do that, I mean there's obviously some fights and stuff like that. I'm skipping that. Um but when we make it through the sewers, we then reach the first class area, and it just so happens where we come out at we're right there at Ellie's house um, and Ellie just decides to go right on in, and when she does, she runs into her mother, and her mom's there, she's so happy to uh to see her, and uh, thought she was actually dead. And, uh, she's back and wondering who this, uh, who this strange man is, is with her.
1: Nice uh, tight knit, family.
0: Yeah. And, um, her and face share some moments together. They go take showers, which is awkward. And the, the writing, you gotta remember this game is old. So the writing's not the greatest in the world.
1: Also, one of the things I was reading about this game is that, you know, as we'll, as we'll get to later, you know, maybe there were some budget constraints, some time constrictions. One of the things I read was that one guy was tasked with essentially translating the entire game. Oof. So while the translation's not fantastic, you gotta say he did a pretty good job for how much dialogue, how much text is in this game. Yeah. Given probably the pressure that he was under.
0: I can't I can't tell you how many times like during a cutscene somebody will explain something and then somebody will just respond with Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just like, that is so bad.
1: <laughs> yeah, and there's a lot of parts that just aren't smooth. Yeah. Like re- repetitious words. So very good to see you. I haven't seen you in so very long. Yeah. <laughs> there's uh, it, yeah. It it's kind of funny like at the time i don't know what i would have thought if i played this as a kid Right. but it's kind of funny now because the game deals with such mature themes but then the characters kind of sounds like kind of sound like idiots uh you know they can barely barely speak in full sentences most of the time so it's a little bit at odds you know not just like oh a poor translation but it kind of makes you think about the characters differently than probably they were meant to be portrayed
0: <laughs> yeah that's the biggest thing is uh, there's so many times like when, when somebody will answer a, a long dialogue with, yeah. And I'm just like, that sounds like something a 12 year old would say.
1: Yeah. Or, or this character just really doesn't care, but they're, they're meant to. Yeah. I
0: don't know. <laughs> it is a little jarring at times. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so uh, we have some pretty big revelations there. Um, since her time uh on land on Earth, she um Ellie has learned that obviously she is part land dweller and she brings that up and her dad shows up and he's there and he pulls out a gun and is getting ready to shoot Faye because you know, he's like, Get out of my way, Ellie. We need to take this guy in, he's a fugitive and Ellie won't allow it, and she's like, "Well, you you know what? I'm half land dweller." And she says it in front of her mom, and her mom gets sad, and her dad gets mad, and yeah, I, high drama. Yeah, high drama. Um, but um, the dad eventually decides, okay, fine, I'll help you guys out. He breaks a window and says, the "Intruders have intruders have escaped." Um. But, uh, he, he wants, um, he wants Faye just to go on his own. Of course, Ellie doesn't like that, but, um, and they're not separated for very long. Um, because, uh, when, um, so Faye leaves, but we, the next cutscene is, uh, the, uh, the soldiers come into Ellie's house and say, we need to take Ellie. And the dad will not have any of that. Um, and he he's like, Ellie, you need to leave. Get out of here right now. So she leaves and meets back up with Faye. Um, but while Faye's running around the streets, he gets caught by a guy, uh, one of the soldiers, and tells him to, to go into another room. They go into another room and, oh, look, it's Saitan. He's been secretly disguising himself as a soldier in order to infiltrate Solarus. And uh, they eventually, they figure out a way to get to the palace. That's where they need to go to because that's where they're holding Bart and the rest of the crew. Uh, And they're going to go in through what looks like another garbage disposal area. (laughs) Yep. That's all we do is go through sewers and garbage disposals. Um, but we don't have the key to open, uh, the door to get into the facility. Well, here comes Ellie. Ellie shows up and she says, her dad gave me this pass so I can get into any door. Um, and that's when, you know, we all decide, all right, let's go after our friends together. Yeah. And so, uh, (laughs) we go into the, the Garbage disposal slash plant.
1: Yeah, that, that one's actually a, a dust a dust chute. A dust chute, totally, yeah. Totally different than a garbage chute,
0: apparently. Um but it eventually leads into a manufacturing plant. Um and I uh I bring that up because well, let's start off with we get to the storage area and Fay realizes he hasn't ate in forever and he's starving. And it just so happens there's some canned food there. So him and Ellie both are like, "Yeah, I'm starving." And uh they's like, "Saitan, you want some?" He's like, "No, no, you go ahead." And so they sit there and eat all the food. And then until they, they're s- until they're stuffed, yeah. And <laughs> and then they they continue onward into the plant itself. Then they go into the manufacturing part of the plant and they see what's going on. Um, This is where they're obviously producing that food. And when they... (laughs) I remember there's a door there and uh, Saitan's like, okay, just so you know, there's some bad shit behind that door. And so we open the door and we see how that food is being made. They are using land dwellers, humans, along with other, I guess, creatures and monsters to create that food. Yeah, grinding them up. Yep. Into Soylent Patties. Soylent Patties. I mean, they they literally call it the Soylent Factory. And, yeah, with
1: one of the more blatant influences this game has. Yeah.
0: So, Soylent Green is people. They're, they're, and the the, the biggest thing that I don't get from this is why the fuck didn't Saitan stop them from eating
1: that? Yeah. Because at one point, you're right. When he, when they're talking about going through the door, I think he says something like, just remember you ate that meat. Yeah. Like, so he obviously knew, and, you know, it's clear that he knew. And he, he wants to, like, rub their face in the fact that they ate the meat, but he was there and could have stopped them from eating it. Yeah. That I agree, but, you know, let's, let's just wait till we get out of here. We get a protein bar or something.
0: I just, I don't get it. Why would he let them eat that meat and then be like, oh, yeah, they make that meat out of human flesh?
1: Okay. These people that you knew yeah. or could have known
0: so stupid
1: i don't know he's a, satan's a weirdo though he is weird
0: um so yeah um <laughs> uh, we eventually make, we eventually make it uh deeper into the palace through this area um and this fucking place like the only thing i remember from it is just getting lost constantly
1: Yep. And this is like, this has come up a lot of times in this game, too. I I actually, some of the things that make this game a bit more interesting, I think, are the platforming, and the fact that you can really move the camera around and navigate. But those yeah. are also some of the most I'll say quirky parts of the game. Yeah. it, it they, they technically work, but man, they are a struggle sometime, and it would have been so much easier, I think I said this in the last recording, if if, if I always knew that up and to the left was northwest, it would be much easier. But the fact that, like, if there are hallways and, you know, I'm, I'm thinking, all right, horizontal hallways mean this and vertical hallways mean this. But then I rotate the camera around, everything is gone and I don't have any idea where I am. And that again happened in this section a bit.
0: Yeah, far too much. But let's just, um, let's just get into it because there's some pretty big revelations that happen here. So while we're going throughout this area, we start to realize that Saitan both can get into places that nobody else can, as well as he knows a lot about this area. Now we do know that Saitan wants lived in Solaris. And he came from his, out of his own volition to Earth to live. What we don't know is, is that Satan has a secret that he's been keeping from everybody. And he's kind of lured us here. Ellie realizes it and starts questioning him. Yeah, props to her for really calling him out. Yeah. And she's like, how do you know all this stuff? And as they're getting ready to interrogate Saitan, the lights go out. And when the lights come back on, Faye, standing there by himself, doesn't know where Ellie or Saitan is. So we have to continue on. We're trying to find them. But eventually... Um... God, what happens? He, he, he gets caught, but he doesn't, he kind of just walks into it. Um, and he basically walks into Saitan's trap. I should say. Yep. Um, and Faye is, is there. Um, and he is surrounded by this ring that is being, he's kind of being suspended in the air. He can't move a muscle. And he is surrounded by multiple video screens. I'm talking screens on the ceiling, on the floor, everything. And standing there in front of him, uh, on the screen, or not standing in front of him, but on those screens is the council, the, uh, the gazelle council, which has been the big bad guys running the show the entire time. And they're, talking to him. Um, and they're trying... Well, I wouldn't say they're trying to do anything. They're just... They, honestly, they don't say anything. Um, they they mention a few things as far as... what they're trying to do. Uh, but they don't ever go into any type of detail. They just know that Faye is important to their end goal. And then Saitan's there. And of course... Faye gets pissed off and um, he's trying to figure out why the hell is Saitan doing this. But we don't actually find out because the last thing Faye remembers is Saitan saying, I want to speak to Id. And then Faye blacks out. Afterwards, um, sometime afterwards, Faye wakes up. And now Bart and uh, Billy are there, along with Saitan. Of course, Faye's like, I'm going to fucking kill you, you traitor, to Sytan. Um, But we find out, because uh, Saitan does talk to us a little bit about this, Um, that he is working for the Emperor. The Emperor wanted him to keep tabs on Faye. For a reason that we don't know yet, but we will talk about later because it happens in a later cutscene. Um, but as of right now, we need to get out of here. The issue is is that we don't know where Ellie is. Well, we see in a cutscene, separate from everything else, Ellie is actually being held captive by um, Krillian, who has been working with the Council this entire time. Um. While he is kind of like the the second in command at Solarus, I think.
1: Yeah, it seems like, and he basically let let, all, let let everyone else go, or decided not to pursue them, and just really focus on Ellie. Out yep. of all of Pha's friends, and he is uh, scanning Ellie. We
0: don't know really why. Um, but he goes on about talking about how Ellie is important to their end goal as well. Um, but they get word that, oh, here comes Faye and the rest of the guys are trying to find him. So he then leaves, uh, and then, uh, <laughs> Ramses man, he, he, he shows up and he's went kind of fucking nuts. He's, he's sick and tired of Faye beating him everywhere. And he's there with Ellie talking. He's like, he's wanting to find out where Faye is. Um. So, um. Uh, she, you know, I mean, I, she doesn't know where he is, but eventually, like after that cutscene, it's all of them. Um. Basically, they run it. They finally find Ellie. They they're in this like large, um, like lab, Krillian's lab. Um, where both. A, they have been creating the Soylent stuff, and B, they have been they've been using human body parts to create powerful beings, and then they're also working on a top secret thing, which we'll get into in a minute. Um, but after getting Ellie out, we then decide we need to get the hell out of uh, out of Solaris. We need to escape. So going through the, um, or excuse me, going back through the freaking, um, the lab, this facility, once again, I got lost again, trying to <laughs> run out. I had to, I had to bring up a fact for this. I got like, I was like, I don't have no idea where the fuck I'm going. And everything splits into North, South, East, or West. Yep. And I was just like, Oh my God, I just want to get the hell out of here. And eventually we meet up with everybody. Find them, and then we we actually we find out, uh, and I forgot to mention this, but we find out, and it kind of breaks the fourth wall here. Um, we we find that we see that they're manufacturing the save points, the memory cues as they call them. Um, and like phase, like oh these these things that we used to save, and I'm like, what the fuck. They they, they literally break the fourth wall there, but uh, like in this world, do they have to save periodically? I mean, I was like, wow, this is, this really makes no sense. Why would they even throw this in here? But it makes sense because, well, they're just trying to show how far Solaris has, has gone and particularly the council themselves, um, that they have been implanting these save points to, data mine for memories and information on everybody, not just people on solaris, but also people on earth. And they're using that to create a collective data. Um But we don't know what for. Um, so, yeah, but eventually we make it to where everybody is and there's another like a data or memory cube that allows you to change your party members however you want to. They had to make two of those because I don't know. They couldn't just say now you can change party members. Um so we got to escape. Um this whole time we're running into fights and getting lost, but we eventually make it to the end. Uh and when we make it there, uh none other than Graf is there. He's uh he shows up. Which I should mention this happens before Four, yeah. Um, so after all this, we're getting ready to escape. We, you know, uh, they they even were able to get um, Ellie's mom and dad out. When we make it to the very end, getting ready to leave Solaris, uh, the rat guy, Hammer,
1: who's been our uh, vendor the entire time. I was gonna say we can't forget that part. Yeah,
0: the the rat vendor. Hammer, who has been with us pretty much throughout the entire game, uh, he grabs Ellie and holds her at gunpoint and is like, I gotta take Ellie to the Emperor, or Krillian, as he says. I gotta take her to Krillian. And her mom says, like, No, you're gonna let her go. I'm here to protect her. I don't care if she isn't. She, she is my daughter. I don't care what, you know, who her birth mother was.
1: Yep, shoot me if you have to.
0: Yep. And so she, uh, Ellie, he's like, Ellie, you know, want you to start walking toward me? So she starts walking toward her and she gets behind her. And then as Ellie is getting ready to, to come back toward Faye, Hammer shoots Ellie's mother and kills her. And then Hammer runs off.
1: And I was like, well, shit. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's no master splinter, even if. That's still the only thing I think of when I see him. <laughs> um, Howard. So, um, then
0: Graf and what is known as the Executioner shows up. Um, and uh, we're like, oh great, now we have to do this shit. Um, so we have to fight them. We have a boss fight here. Uh, and man, Graf does some major fucking damage. Like, at least to me did. I don't know about you.
1: Yeah, I mean, I didn't have problems with this fight, but you know, I certainly could tell that if I if I wasn't leveled up to where I was, it would have been tougher. Yeah, it would have been a tough fight. Um, luckily,
0: we're able to take out both um, the Executioner and Graf. Uh, they're not dead by any means, but um, we're able to defeat them. Um, and then all of a sudden uh ellie's dad shows up and he is in a gigantic omni gear and he's like i'll handle this you guys get make your escape and the executioner all all the executioner does is some kind of magic trick <laughs> and blows up ellie's dad in the gear yeah, you thought you were having a bad day before, Ellie. Yeah, I know. Brace yourself. <laughs> Your entire family's dead. Um. But um, at that moment, when her dad dies, and then the executioner then turns her. Well, I'll, I'll just go ahead and say her because we we find out who it is. Um. She, she turns her uh, magic abilities toward the party and Faye loses it. He blacks out. Um, I, I just want to do. Yeah. It seems like he does a lot of that. Um, and when he blacks out, we then get a cutscene of his gear, which is the Wattel. It transforms into this red looking menacing gear and then flies off from the Idrisil all the way to Solaris. And the whole time uh, we get a cutscene of Ramses, he's like, I'm coming after Fay. I'm like he's a, he's a guy he's in rage mode. He's pissed off. And uh we don't ever see it, but I for some reason I get the feeling that Fay's gear just like rams him and knocks him over. <laughs> During this, like, epic moment of, I'm getting him, I'm coming after him. There's his gear now. And, bam, just knocks him over. But we don't see it. But Faye's gear goes through the force field, goes to Solaris, and then begins to completely fucking destroy Solaris. I'm talking a gigantic floating nation in the sky. Pretty cool,
1: too, when it happens.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's just going nuts. It's slashing up every part of it, and it's coming down. In fact, um, it—you it, it, know—this is all during cutscenes, and then we get to another in-game cutscene of uh, Bart and the rest of them, and Ellie as well. They—Ellie uh, wakes up, and she's like, "What the fuck's going on?" And he's like, Solaris is getting fucking destroyed right now by that Which- red
1: gear." Which is kind of crazy because this city hasn't even been seen in like thousands of years, right? They finally destroyed the three gates to make this thing visible so they could go there. But, I mean, this thing has been for many, many generations, this has been self-sustaining city up in the sky. Yeah. he I mean, it just it destroys everything. And, um, Saitan's there and he's
0: like, look, um... you don't need to worry about face. She's like, where is he? He's like, he's in that gear that's up there destroying solaris right now. She's like, what is he doing? He's like, it's not him. It's, it's it. And after solaris falls to the, to the earth and creates a massive explosion that everybody gets to escape. Um, and there's no telling how many millions of people just died. (laughs) Um, we're treated with numerous cutscenes, um, all of which pretty much um, Satan is narrating. He's telling what's actually going on, and I'm going to describe, describe in the best of my ability, what he is saying. So, to begin with, what was Satan doing? He was working with the Emperor. Who is the emperor? We don't know exactly, but he is an ancient person. Um and he has been his life has been extended thousands of years due to the experiments that they have been doing in Krillian's lab. And
1: so he's he's essentially a vampire then, right?
0: I guess, because they're using other humans' body parts to keep him alive. He looks weird. He's, his face is
1: stretched. Is he the guy that reminds me of the alien-human hybrid from Alien Resurrection? Uh, I don't know. Maybe He's got kind of almost a skull face,
0: like a round face. Yeah, but don't get that confused with Graf, because Graf has that helmet that looks like a skull, too.
1: Yeah, no, not Graf. I mean the guy with the brown face.
0: Yeah, he's got the brown face. He's sitting on a throne.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He definitely reminds me of that hybrid alien.
0: So, um, what the Emperor did, and the Emperor uh, is named Cain. That's his name. Uh, He tasked Saitan with going to Earth and watching over Fay. He calls Faye the contact. We don't know what that means. We don't know why he calls him the contact. But he's wanting to make sure that Faye is not a enemy of his. And Saitan has concluded that Faye is not an enemy. Now, what Saitan did whenever he had Faye... In lockup talking to him. And he said he wanted to speak to Id. Now as we know. Id has been around since the beginning of the game. He's the guy who destroyed Lahan. He's the guy who destroyed the Yggdrasil. The first one. He's killed hundreds. Thousands of people. Come to find out. Id. Is a split personality. Of they but not just a split personality of Faye. Um, and let's go back and talk about um, Dongan Rampa for a minute. Because if you remember in Dongan Rampa, uh, the main character in Dongan Rampa 2 was actually a homicidal maniac, but was brainwashed into thinking he wasn't. Or he started off not a maniac. Then got brainwashed, or got his brain got changed to turn him into one, and then he got brainwashed back into not being a homicidal maniac. It's weird, and it just True. stick, yeah, yeah, just just stick with me. Faye, whoever Faye is, his real personality, who he really is, is Id. This powerful, evil. Killing machine. But. He has been. His personality has been split. And when Saitan was talking to Fay In the holding area. He was able to speak to Id. And since Id couldn't move. He couldn't go on a rampage. And Id tells Satan that Faye is was created, um, and he was created by uh, basically Faye's dad. Um, Faye's dad realized how insane his son was, and did something to him to split his personalities. Making Faye not necessarily the predominant one, but making Faye the one that could be in control as long as he wasn't angry or put in a dangerous situation. So basically he's Bruce Banner.
1: Huh. So yeah, I thought that was kinda kinda interesting because it considers Faye the weak half. But they say he is also scared of Faye because Faye's the one in control. Yeah he's in control even though he's the coward?
0: Well, no, no. There's a third personality in Fae. That's the coward. Because there's three... Sorry, we. This is all we know. Saitan said that Id constantly talked about a third personality who he called the coward. He never named it. And yeah. he, he said that the coward has never shown himself. But... He is the one that's that can keep that is keeping id in check. And by doing so, he is emitting Fay's personality. If the coward were ever to emerge and become Fay or become if 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 the split personality that is the coward were to come out, then Id would then gain full control over fey
1: the body i'd say let's just put it as the body so does that mean that the coward is using fey to keep it in check i'm guessing so so, so
0: <laughs> it, it's hard and confusing to to realize here so here's something else we know let's just table that for a minute The Council of Gazelle is trying to resurrect God. They said 10,000 years ago, God fell to Earth. And God entrusted a few humans with this planet um, and to propagate it. And that's why we don't really have any history of this planet before, prior to 10,000 years ago. And what they're wanting to do is, is resurrect God so that they can then ascend to, what I guess, what is essentially heaven? And the reason why is because the council who used to be human who are now a bunch of floating screens in
1: this this collective data thing who are controlled by the emperor is that correct i think i think what is happening
0: is is that the emperor is trying to make sure the council doesn't resurrect god but the whole time we were thinking that, that the Emperor was the bad guy. Um, and I think the the Emperor used to be a bad guy. Because he told Saitan that he needs to do whatever he can. That he has atoned for his sins. I remember him saying that. And he, he's leaving this in Saitan's hands to do what he thinks is right. But... I think what the council is trying to do is resurrect God so that they can then get their bodies back because the council used to be humans who I guess their bodies died and they uploaded their consciousness to this collective machine and they're running the show that way. And, what they've been trying to do this entire time was figure out a way to get their bodies back um but now they now realize that they and Ellie we don't know why but or how but they are keys to both resurrecting their bodies as well as resurrecting
1: God <sighs> Heavy, heavy stuff.
0: Have you? Or do you have anything else to add to this? Because I, I feel like I'm missing something, or maybe I'm missing an explanation somewhere. Do you know of anything that I'm missing here?
1: I, I do, but I don't think it's relevant at this point. I think as soon as we start this, too, the revelations come every minute, basically. And I, I've done some background watching slash reading. But I think most of that background story is what we get on disc two. So I'd rather save that for next week. Okay.
0: Now, I mean, do you have anything else to add as far as what we've, we know right now? Like, uh, do you have an explanation for this? What is your thoughts on this exactly?
1: Well, uh, again, I've, I've, I kind of know a little bit of what's happening just because of what I've read so I don't know, based just on what we get here, exactly what, uh, you know, what I would have expected had I not done that reading.
0: Okay. Well, I tried to explain it as best I could.
1: Yeah, I think that's that, that's about where we are at this point. We start to get some, you know, we have some boss fights, so we're, we're getting closer to the end here of, you know, of, of what we need to do, but... Right.
0: So, yeah. um, we cut to Saitan. He's telling everybody this. And the, um, the queen of, I can't even remember. She, she's the queen of something on, on Earth. She then, everybody's kind of in agreement that Faye is far too dangerous because it can come out whenever Faye is, is pushed to the limit when he's in danger or when he's fighting really hard or if he's about to die or if you see some of his friends die. Any time that he's put in a dire situation, Id can come out. If that happens, that's dangerous for everybody.
1: Yeah. Lahan village style. Yeah.
0: So, um, they decide that they need to freeze him in carbonite. Much like Han Solo. Only he had stayed there. And so um they they decide that they need to just keep him frozen because if he's released, you know, disaster can happen. Especially now that the world's kind of in turmoil right now. So um the toward the 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 end of the night Ellie goes to see Faye who is locked up in a cage. Uh and she's like fuck this, I'm taking you with me. She's like what are you talking about? And he's like we need to we're we're leaving. This is there's there's no reason to keep you here. There's no reason to freeze you. We can just go off and live our lives.
1: Yeah, let's let's get let's get away from all the things that might trigger id to come out. Yeah. And it it's kind of cool because everybody basically turned on him and I mean I don't know I didn't actually – I don't know if you were supposed to feel like everybody betrayed him. But to be honest, I mean they're not wrong. So I I wasn't 100% sure if I thought that it was a bad idea to freeze him. Right. But I don't know. I felt like the game wanted me to think that he should feel betrayed a little bit. Although he doesn't really complain about it, so maybe not. He kind of just accepts his – his fate because he could have, I don't know, fought back at all, and he didn't. Yeah. So I, I, I'm not really sure exactly what what uh, Faye's emotional state was at this point, but I, I do think it's nice that Ellie reached out to try and bypass that and say, you know, let's just go live our rural life and forget about all the all the wars and all the things that might trigger ID, and you know, we we don't need to freeze you. Right. So, um but then when they're getting
0: ready to leave, Saitan's there along with pretty much everybody else, and they're like, Okay, just just go.
1: So every single person had
0: a change of heart. Yeah. And they're like, just just go leave and you know, live your life and do your best to, to keep it at bay. And uh they um they fuel up the Wattel. And take off. Um, we then get a cutscene of uh Krillian talking to the council, and uh the council is saying, We need the girl, we need Ellie. Um and uh Krillian's like, Okay, I'll get her. Um, I'll get Ramses to get her. And the 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 council fucking hates Ramses. They think he's trash, they constantly call him trash. They're berating him because he can't beat Faye and they all he always fails. And so um he uh he's like, All right, I'll give him one last try. So he goes he talks to Ramses and tells him that we've done some modifications to your uh gear. It's like a hundred percent stronger now or whatever. Um, they, they did something. It was, it was some kind of relic that they put on his gear to make it stronger. And you have one mission and one last time to redeem yourself. We want you to find Faye and Ellie and we want you to take Ellie and bring her back to us. And he's like, all right, I'll do that. But he, he does it in a way of like, I can finally take out Faye. I'm so sick of him. He's, he's, he's like, he's like fucking got bloodlust. Time press showdown. So he finds Faye, chases him down, uh, while Faye's trying to escape in the hotel and they start a fight. Well, it's a scripted fight. You don't even do anything. You just watch it basically. Um, and he loses it. He he ha- he sees his opportunity to kill Fay, and that's what he attempts to do. He freaking like just demolishes the Wattel.
1: Which is crazy because at first he's just like, you know, hand Ellie over and, you know, obviously they say no, and then Ellie's like, Alright, screw it. I'm just gonna go with him so that Faye doesn't die, and then and then Ramses just uh goes nuts.
0: Yeah. Goes nuts and then destroys the Wattel. The Wattel falls to earth with and Ellie in it with Ellie in it. And he's like, Oh yeah, that was my mission. I totally forgot about it. Oh, well, Faye's dead. Ha ha ha. And then flies off. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> so then we get a cutscene of, uh, the Wattel is now crashed down in a forest somewhere. And Faye is holding Ellie and she's losing a lot of blood. And uh he's like, I can't stop the bleeding. I don't know what's going to happen. And while this is going on, we see graph in the background. He's watching this whole thing, but it's like a transparent
1: graph. Yeah, I don't really know what that was about. Soon we'll get to that in the future.
0: And then the game, it fades to black. The game asks if you'd like to save. You hit save, and then it says, okay, switch to disc 2. Uh, which is where we are stopping for today. So um, I have some emails, which I'll get into. Um, Let's see here. The first of which comes from a uh, good friend of Phoenix down and also a person that's been on it before and works for ZTGD. Jay Lee, and he comes out and says, Hey, scrub lords. <laughs> as someone who gleefully prepetra- prep- oh God, perpetrated, I can't pronounce it. Th- yeah, there you go. As someone who <laughs> gleefully did that, all things 12.7, it feels bittersweet to see it finally come to an end. So here you go. This is This is me breaking character. We played this entire episode like we haven't, missed the past four years of doing this show surprise motherfuckers we're a little fin- break yeah This a little break we just had a little yeah but uh we're back we're gonna finish Xeno Gear. so I, I like i just i wanted to surprise everybody and just kind of shadow drop this episode without any uh, telling anybody Sorry, we tricked you into thinking that we were doing Wolfenstein, the new order, which I will say we are doing after we finish this.
1: And this, this time it's not a trick.
0: This time it's not a trick. I promise we're <laughs> doing Wolfenstein after this. But anyway, Jay said, and, and I have to give props to Jay. He has helped us out significantly. Uh, I mentioned to Jay that I wanted to actually finish Xenogears earlier this year, and he said that he'd help out by getting us some saves because obviously I didn't want to start the game over again. I don't have my save. Matt was stuck.
1: Yeah, I had my save, but I might as well have just started the game over. Yeah.
0: So Jay actually, uh, found some saves for some of the saves are actually his from whenever he played it back in the day. Um, but he, um, he, he was able, he was nice enough to send over the saves and we have been using those, um, the characters are slightly over-leveled uh, and uh the saves that he has gave us infinite money
1: so we can buy whatever the hell we want. But the location of where the saves were in the game was this, essentially right where we stopped. So yeah. it was really good, uh really good placement of those saves for us to pick up where we left off on the last recording. Yeah, it was, it was perfect.
0: So anyway, Jay wanted to write in because he wanted to talk about Xeno gears. He said, uh, as uh, But he said, uh, still, it's a new experience to have a hand in actively killing a meme by enabling you guys to get this monkey off your back with those save files, which were more annoying to prepare than I first anticipated. <laughs> it's an odd thing to see you two struggle to play, one, play through one of the most celebrated JRPGs of all time, as well as one of my personal favorite games on the PlayStation.
1: It is really good and gorgeous. For a PS1 game.
0: Yeah. Um, He says, as if the story wasn't convoluted enough, you guys now have the pleasure of picking things back up a little more than halfway through the game with a small insignificant hiatus of a mere four years. (laughs) So, yeah, good luck with that, uh, Jay. And he also says, PS wins Xenosaga. Don't fucking start with me, Jay. I'm not doing Xenosaga. (laughs) Uh, our next email actually comes in from Jamie and Jamie writes in about the last of us, which was the previous series that we
1: did. Uh, she not says, what now, not series 11.
0: No, not series 11. Uh, this is, this is a ruse, but anyway, <laughs> she says, hi guys. I didn't get much farther in the last of us because it was really affecting me. Uh, the intensity was hard for me to handle. And I ended up with too many nightmares I'm glad you guys played it, though, because I did want to know the story, and I have to say that I love the ending. I thought it was going to be one of those run of the mills Joel sacrifices himself to keep Ellie safe type stories, but having him outright lie to her at the end, that is just awesome. I don't know if I can handle playing all the way through this game, but maybe I'll YouTube it and watch someone else play it. Kind of ashamed for chickening out, but sometimes you just can't play them all. Uh, Taking a break from Phoenix Down games for now and going to focus on The Witcher 3 and probably a bit of Persona 5. I'm sad to say that Mass Effect Andromeda isn't wowing me, or maybe I just haven't had enough time to get into it. It's hard to say, but I think the game suffers from stuffing too much into it. Pretty easy to get stuck on a planet and have a bajillion quests pop up. You can uh, drive around doing little quests and accomplish next to nothing. I'm not giving up on it yet. Uh, just not obsessed with it like I was with Horizon, which you should play, Drew, because it's awesome.
1: Yep, agreed on both counts. Uh, Horizon was fantastic, and Mass Effect Andromeda, I I will play through it, but I, I feel like there's so many things I want to play that my first few hours were so underwhelming of that game that It just, it it doesn't creep to the top of the list at the moment. I'll get to it, but not right away.
0: I, I really, really want to finish, um, The Witcher 3. Because I've, I've put maybe about 25 hours into it. And I fucking love that game. Um, but yeah, uh, Horizon. I'm not saying I'm not going to play it. I just, honestly, when that game came out, I just, I had no desire to play it whatsoever. And Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't really know why. Yeah, sure. I'm sure I will absolutely love to play that game one day. And I I know I will, but I just, I don't feel the need to right now. Uh, and, uh, we have one final email. Uh, this one comes in from Michael. It's a long one, but I'll read it. All right, here we go. I have been so lazy about writing this email. Mass Effect. I was hoping at least one of you guys would play using a PC. I've had a theory for years now that people who played the series on PC end up with the first game being their favorite. I know for myself this is true, and back when I would have more conversations on message boards, this seemed to ring true for others. I think it is true because on the PC a lot of the performance issues take care of themselves, and the controls are much better with a mouse and keyboard. Uh, Mako still sucks, but is nowhere near as bad as with a controller, and the shooting is very serviceable when you add a few upgrade points into the weapons you want to use. The first game, uh, being more of an RPG, the weapon spread takes a little getting used to, but add a few upgrade points and it becomes a standard aim and shoot, especially if you use sniper rifles. Those are so standard. While scoping, I think only gun sway is improved with levels, and I think most of it, e- most of it, is easy to compensate for with a mouse. Though none, none of you seem capable of using a mouse and keyboard, so I guess it wouldn't have been true for any of you. Yeah, I suck with a mouse and keyboard. I, that, that's
1: not, that's not changing. I did play the first two Mass Effects on the PC, but. For me, I think everything that that was just said is probably true. And Game One might have been my favorite had I played it when it came out, but I didn't really play it until just before Two came out. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it was already like its age was already being shown a bit more, a bit more prominently than it would have been. Like I I wasn't wowed quite as much by the experience as I might have been had I played it day one. Right. Let's see here. It
0: says, I really loved the first two games, even if I thought the second one had a poor story and the new crew wasn't as good as the old crew and the final boss was a cruel joke. Huh. Still, the game itself was well done. I was so pumped for the third to be released, but right before it's release, I lost my saves. Oof. I oh. reinstalled windows on my PC sometime between two and three, and I saved my mass effect saves on their own USB flash drive Unfortunately, I misplaced the flash drive, so the week or so before I had the pleasure of replaying one or two, uh, this time I wanted to play as Fem Shep. What a great choice. I played through the first one exactly like my first playthrough, but in two, I did things a little differently. Romancing Liara the first game, I was hoping to run into her for the whole second game, my first playthrough, not this time. My boy Garrus was going to run this shit... <laughs> <laughs> so I had him in every mission And romanced him All was going well But I had only a day or two To finish before three So I had to rush through To finish in time After my first playthrough I knew the suicide mission At the end was easy As long as you picked The right characters For each part But one problem I messed up On Samara's mission Her daughter didn't take me back But I was in a hurry So I didn't replay it Uh I thought Jack's could do it just as well jacks or jack. jack jack um jack could do it just as well i did her mission so all should be well nope not like i could hate that dumbass character anymore but she couldn't handle one fucking job whatever she went whatever she dies no big deal but wait who do i always bring with me garris the scream pans over to his dead body as well and i jump out of my seat and scream oh. no <laughs> I was shocked and was about to restart from an old save before the Samara mission. But then I realized my hubris, uh, brought something to mass effect two ending that I thought was missing in the first playthrough. I decided right there that even if I found my old saves, I did when installing mass effect three, that this was my true playthrough.
1: That was, that was 100% exactly the way I felt when I first played through one and two on the PC. I you know this I wasn't reading any facts I wasn't I wasn't even necessarily trying to 100% anything so when I got to that end mission I had people die and I had good people die and to me that was the most real like I I had those same emotions you know I felt not betrayed by the game but I felt like you know I didn't know what was going to happen I I wasn't maxed out overleveled you know no, I know everybody's going to survive this was this was life and death and both ends of that spectrum I experienced yeah. When I played the whole series, I, you know, I, 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 tr- I just tried to max everything out so everybody would survive. And while that's enjoyable in its own way, I, I completely agree. When you know, when, you, when you make decisions and then have to feel the repercussions of those decisions when people die, I mean, that's that's when Mass Effect Two is at its absolute best. I think.
0: So I didn't know this. It says, uh, uh, so you know, you just get another Turian to stand in for him in the third game. And I'm sure it's the same for anyone else. The third game was okay. The ending really only makes sense if you follow the indoctrination theory. But all that shit has been talked to death. So I didn't know that. If Garrus dies in Mass Effect 2, he's a full party member in Mass Effect 3. So you just get some random Turian to to join your party? Oh, that's that's pretty lame. That's weird. I, I did not know that. That's, wow, okay. Finally, I would like to quickly talk The Last of Us. I love the game, but seem to have played it too much different than you two. I started the game on the hardest difficulty. Man, I feel bad for you. Um, I think there is one or two higher if you beat the game, but I wanted to, the supplies to always be low and really get into the world. Most of the game, I was good on supplies because I hoarded them and only used what I had to. Later in the game, I did more. I did use more of the traps because I saw how much stuff I was getting. I never played the game like a shooter, minus the few points it made you. Like the sniper house and when you and Ellie shooting in the barn uh, at the bloater and shit ton of other infected. God, did that last one suck. Not only is the game not built as a run and gun shooter, but the PS3 also got super framey while doing it. For yep. the most part, I would uh, either sneak around whole sections never in contact with any enemies or shooting a few key guys with the bow to sneak past. I also remember you could sometimes pick the arrows back up off the guys you killed. I only really used the revolver if I'd done fucked up. And I had to uh, pop a quick headshot, hopefully, uh, to run away and reset the enemies uh, to begin sneaking again. Quick aside and I'll let you go, I swear. How you describe your dislike for Uncharted and The Last of Us is how I feel about Gears of War. Boring cover to cover shooting into even more boring bullet sponges. I think it different, I think it's different for me because I never felt like Uncharted and The Last of Us were just cover based shooters. Uncharted, I am almost always running and gunning, jumping, climbing, and rolling from cover to cover, throwing grenades and punching fools in the face when they get too close. If you are just sitting in cover, you are just playing it wrong. Guys take too much ammo unless you headshot, and they will easily flank you and gun you down. I always went over how I played The Last of Us as a stealth game, skipping as much combat as I could. Could just be me, though. I can't fault other people for their taste. Hell, I currently dislike the newest Zelda game and beat more people Uh and beat more people would find, I bet more people would find that crazy than you having trouble with naughty dog shooting mechanics. Well, thank you for that email and uh, keep the emails up. You guys, the cats out of the bag. You guys know what we're playing now. It's Xeno gears. And I know everybody's very passionate about Xeno gears. So why don't you send an email at drew dot ZTGD.com about Xeno gears. Oh.
1: Probably just one more episode too, right? yeah, the next
0: episode we will be finishing xeno gears, so that's we've said that before, <laughs> but it's true, but next week we will finish xeno gears i if I have to go to hell and then somehow climb my way back out, I'm going to finish Zeno gears next week
1: no we we already we already played the last of us, you don't have to do that again,
0: yeah, I know. <laughs> but uh yeah I'm 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 ready to be done finally. But uh you can follow us all on Twitter. I am at DML Fury, Matt is at REMGS and the podcast itself is at ZTGD Phoenix Down. Uh you can uh tweet to us there. Um and talk to us about Xeno Gears. I want some emails. You guys wanted us to finish. You guys made fun of us for years. About not finishing Xeno Gears. Guess what? We're doing it. Literally years. Yes. So we're finishing Xeno Gears. I expect at least one email talking about Xeno Gears and this long, epic four year journey that we've had together. So get on that. But that's it for us. I appreciate everybody listening. Sorry for the ruse, but I'm sure you guys enjoyed it. We're killing the meme. There is no more 12.7. This is 12.7. So, there you go. But we will be back next week. But until then, I'm Drew. And I'm Matt. And we're out of here. You guys have a great week. And we'll be back next week with the conclusion of Xenogears.